0: Thanks for listening here to NL Newsday. It is Monday, April the 19th. And because, of course, it is the first day of the work week, as always, pleased to welcome to the program Acumen Laws, Kyla Lee. Kyla, how are you here on this Monday?
1: I'm great. Thank you.
0: How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, as always, for taking the time. Okay, so the big thing I wanted to get into was the announcement that came down late last week in Ontario in regards to some policing powers. So the the government has since walked it back. But just for a quick background, or if people forget what actually happened on Friday, um, it was going to be allowing police to stop people at random and ask why they are not at home and where they live as part of strengthened stay-at-home orders to uh, help curb COVID-19 cases which are continuing to rise and spike in the province of ontario so before we get into some of the, the the fact that it's been walked back and and that's probably a smart move just what was your initial reaction when you first saw that police were going to be able to essentially just do these random police checks i mean even when we're not talking about COVID times this is a practice that has a whole lot of problems with it and expanding it even further in this case Obviously, a lot of people took issue with it. So just what was your first response when you saw that police were potentially going to be given these powers?
1: I was extremely concerned about the way that this was going to disproportionately affect people who are already disproportionately affected by the pandemic and by the broad range of powers that police already have in Ontario in relation to pandemic restrictions.
0: There's probably some people out there who who see this and say, you know what, they're just trying to find out why people are out and about and just figuring out where they live. That shouldn't be a question that's, you know, off limits by any means. What would you say to those people who probably view this as something that shouldn't be a big deal? Probably, you know, people who aren't uh, marginalized, people who aren't, you know, um, um, finding themselves being stopped on the side of the road for no reason at any point in time. They probably look at this and say it shouldn't be a big deal. What would be your message to them?
1: I think that, you know, you have to recognize that when you're thinking to yourself that this shouldn't be a big deal, you're thinking that from a position of privilege, not the position of somebody who is a marginalized individual, a person of color, um, who is more likely to be stopped by police generally, um, now dealing with police who have expanded powers. Uh, We also know that marginalized communities, people of color, immigrants, uh, are more likely to be frontline workers, working in grocery stores, working in, in frontline capacities and more exposed to risk from COVID, but also more likely to be out for essential reasons, reasons related to the permissible activities that you are allowed to do in Ontario.
0: Would your opinion of this have changed at all if, if say, this came down early on in the pandemic? Like, we're talking about this 14 months in and then taking this extreme step, which just seems ridiculous at this point. Like, we've already gone through so much to be adding this in at this stage just feels, uh, you know, poorly timed, I guess, more than anything. If if something like this were to have come in, say, like, in, in May of last year, like 12 months ago when we were first dealing with COVID and trying to maybe have more of a COVID zero approach, do you think your opinion would change at all when it comes to something like this?
1: It wouldn't. And the reason for it is, you know, I think I've been pretty clear that I'm in favor of a wide range of government action to try and control the spread of, of COVID-19 and, and transmission and to keep those case numbers low. Um, what I'm not in favor of is overreach. Um, and regardless of when in the pandemic this was brought in, I see it as being overreach. There is no evidence that the Ford government or any government in Canada has introduced to suggest that it's necessary to randomly stop people who are out to verify that they're out of their houses for essential reasons. You know, I, I don't see any evidence coming out of Ontario that uh, that transmission is coming from people who are leaving their houses for non-essential reasons and driving around um, during periods of stay-at-home orders. Um, what we're seeing is that The measures that Ontario is taking aren't as, you know, wisely considered, perhaps, as they should be to try and control the spread of COVID-19. Things that are being left open, certain things maybe shouldn't be left open, certain orders um, should be modified to better control people's behavior. But there's nothing to suggest that randomly stopping vehicles and asking people why they're out is going to do anything differently to control the spread of COVID-19.
0: Now, uh, this announcement came down from Premier Doug Ford on Friday and immediately after the announcement was made that these police powers were going to be put out there, a ton of backlash came in from the general public, from police uh, forces across the province of Ontario. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association chimed in saying um, it was ready to fight this new ruling in court if it came to that. Um, Just probably pretty pleased to see... Sort of the the rallying that came as a result of this, and the 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 backlash that the province saw, I mean, changed their actions pretty quick, reversing things just a day later. But uh, just the overall uh, pickup of people who were saying this is not cool, we got to change this, was probably pretty unifying and and pretty nice to see on your your side of things as well
1: it was nice to see that literally anybody with a little bit of legal knowledge came out to say that this is wrong and that this was going to disproportionately affect marginalized communities um, it was also unfortunate to see that despite police agencies taking the position that they weren't going to use those powers I was hearing from my legal colleagues in Ontario that they were already getting calls from individuals who'd been stopped under the law before it was walked back so you know maybe the left arm didn't know what the right arm was doing as far as police positions on the law because there were people who were being stopped
0: well there's probably police forces in general that would have come out and say they you know, the whoever speaks on behalf of them maybe it's the police's union president or whoever would have said we're not going to be doing this this doesn't make sense this isn't something we're comfortable with but that doesn't change the fact that even if the vast majority of people felt that way, there's probably a few apples in there who are saying, well, I've been given this power, I'm allowed to do it. So you really had to walk it back, right? Even if everyone said they weren't going to do it, there was still going to be a few that would take advantage of these powers.
1: Oh, absolutely. In the same way that we see, you know, in any area where somebody's given a position of power, there are always going to be as few people who take advantage of it and who abuse it.
0: Um, I guess with with... The overall concern about COVID in in Ontario, we see a number of other things closed down. I know like playgrounds were shut down. That was walked back as well. Uh, golf courses were shut down when you're like, how can you have 10 people inside a church, but yet can't go play around a golf with a buddy. That doesn't really make sense to me. Um, I guess is, is it, Adding to the police side of things, just probably not the way to go. We've talked about enforcement here in BC and the tickets going up, and it doesn't really have a a deterrent on people. If you increase the fine number, that doesn't seem to make a big difference. People who are going to take part in activities, maybe it's promoting gatherings, they're going to do that stuff regardless. Um, You know, having, having police be the... The, the leader, I suppose, when it comes to making sure people are doing the right thing is probably the wrong way to go. Right. It has to come from the public. Um, and that seems to be where the more success is. Right. If people are more concerned about what their neighbor thinks, that's probably going to have a bigger impact than what the police think. I mean, do you, do you kind of see that as being truthful over the course of this past year? I mean, that's the experience I've seen.
1: That is definitely sort of what I think has the biggest impact. I mean, even if we look at our own experience in B.C., this time last year, everybody was happily staying home. Businesses had voluntarily closed. There weren't orders that required all the businesses to close. That did, but people voluntarily closed. We had this public buy-in. Um, there was, you know, backlash for people who were going to the beach in crowds much smaller than the crowds we just saw this past weekend. Um, you know, we had all of these, uh, all of all of this public support for the legislation. And one thing that I think the Ontario government has really failed to do is get the public on board. It's been so divisive their approach to this this COVID regulation. On Ontario, um, first from doing almost nothing to doing way too much and and sort of yo yoing between two extremes, but they've lost the support of the public in a much greater way than I think we have in BC and mm-hmm. we have lost a lot of public support here too.
0: Absolutely. Um, well, one more thing that uh, police did get uh, added to their plate was the uh, border checks. I don't know exactly. I think it's uh, police officers who are doing those and basically being able to stop people at provincial borders. Is is that something you have an issue with? I, I feel more okay with that. You know, people coming into the province from, from outside of Ontario maybe having a few questions as to what they're doing coming into Ontario I have less of an issue with that. Do you have a concern about people being stopped at provincial borders to see what the heck they're doing coming into a different province?
1: Well, in Canada, we do have the right to travel between provinces to take up residence in any other province and to move freely between provinces, although limitations can be put on those rights. Um... I have an initial concern with it um, in that I don't know that it's necessarily justified by the evidence of transmission. If there is good evidence that shows that transmission is occurring in Ontario as a result of interprovincial travel, then certainly putting up, you know, closing the borders, putting up checkpoints, asking people why they're coming in, refusing people entry into Ontario would be a legitimate uh, way to control the spread of COVID-19. But we've had the provincial borders between Ontario and the rest of Canada, open for months. Ontario is also one of the hub cities for international travel. Um, in, in Toronto, you can fly into Canada from internationally and land at the Toronto airport. And so it makes it a little bit concerning that Ontario is saying you can't drive over from, you know, Gatineau to, uh, to Ottawa when it's, you can see each other right. uh, from across the river, but you can fly from Texas, to Toronto with no uh, with no issue, and you're not going to be turned around. Uh, that to me, it, it again, it, it kind of seems like. A, a bit of a, a contradiction as far mm. as what's allowed to happen.
0: Yeah, no, that that is a, a fair point for sure. Um, I think I think that's about all I have here uh, today, Kyla. Um, always appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk about this. Yeah, the the situation in Ontario was one that was uh, something that was interesting to follow over the weekend, and I I don't think we're done yet. I think we'll see some more backlash, maybe not in relation to police stuff, but uh, some of the park closures and things like that that still don't really make any sense to me. We'll, we'll see if those get reversed here. Either maybe today or or this week ahead. but anyway, thanks so much for talking about the police concerns here. Always appreciate the time and we'll we'll do it again soon
1: thank you for having me
0: um, anytime anytime there Acumen laws Kyla Lee always joining me here on Monday and and uh now we got to wait and see what what this means in terms of British Columbia. I mean, we're getting the news announced today when it comes to traveling outside your health authority. That is something that now police apparently have the opportunity to stop people on the streets in British Columbia as of the end of this week and say, Where are you going? Where do you live? Uh, why are you traveling outside your health authority? Potentially issuing a fine if it's uh, deemed to be unessential. Concerns definitely going to be coming along with that. So um, Solicitor General Mike Farnworth is going to be providing a few more details on exactly how that enforcement is going to work at the tail end of this week, and it will be something to follow. Uh, I didn't want to get too deep into that with Kyla here today because it is just breaking, and we need to get a little bit more information on exactly how that is going to work. But the Premier John Horgan announcing today that, yeah, there is going to be new restrictions put in place when it comes to traveling around British Columbia and asking people not to travel outside their health authority or potentially face a pretty significant fine as a result. So uh, we'll, we'll get some more information on that and get some more reaction on that as the days roll along.